Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boyale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave i'm john i'm jd all right who's ready for a five-hour episode this week oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> i'll say this it was long, but I was surprised how excruciating it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know, like for the four, it's funny, the four hour movie took less time than the, than the two and a half hour movie that I saw at the theaters. I agree you know? with that. Yeah. No. But we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. How's everyone doing? How are your weeks? John, oh. by Ray of Sunshine. Oh, oh, oh. They're like my, my, cur- my current job can eat a bag of dicks it's just it's bad Mm, hopefully no one listens to it i don't i don't care anymore i mean i think everybody at work at this point knows that i am stressed the hell out too too much on the other hand some primo anime some some just just cream of the crop anime happened this week in the form of the the slime art online (laughs) i love calling it that the that time i was reincarnated as a slime episode uh, 11 came out and oh holy crap it was so good so i can't like the, the slime has evolved into a demon slime and that's all i'm going to say as slime is want to do yeah, yeah, well true especially when you feed it ten thousand souls so twenty thousand souls so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome otherwise have you, have you been feeding the slime again yeah no <laughs> Not after midnight. And then there's, the, and then there was that point where I like, you know, I guess, I guess you guys both got notified that I had posted in discord and uh-huh. I was ranting and raving and guess we'll talk, we'll talk about that. So John is, John's determined to make the discord happen. I don't think Dave and I ever even think twice about it. Right. Yes. But we don't have well, the Slack it, anymore. So well, True. it's funny. Cause when I have discord open on my computer, I keep getting notifications every once in a while. John O'Grady is <laughs> that's just in discord. Yeah, or John yeah. O'Grady's playing MC Eternal, or you know, so. I don't get those. I get like when you get like when you post in the the Discord, I'll get stuff about it because one of the sites I write for uses Discord too. Mm-hmm. So I just naturally assume it's that. And I looked and it was John. I'm like, oh, John trying to make Discord a thing. Yep, he's well, determined. Yeah, I am determined because it it's it's good. I mean, you know, it's not a bad site. No, no doubt. Right, and and we still have Slack. We just don't have the paid for one anymore. We just have the free one. Well, yeah, but it sucks. It always sucked. People could like Pete. It's easy. We we can actually put out a link for people to sign up on our Discord, 
and and it's it just works. Whereas with and, Slack, we had to write an at external application, which we'll I don't make, even have the source code for anymore. Well, there you go. We'll make that happen this week, just for you, John. Thank you. <laughs> How about you, JD? How can I make your dreams come true? Oh, hmm, I'm good. I'm I'm I don't. Now I've totally been thrown off. I'm good with the, the dream. <laughs> Dave did. They're asking about the dreams come true because that didn't have a joke ready to go for that. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> no, I, I pulled a muscle. I was coaching today. We're back coaching. And I got a kid who wanted to work some Greco with me. And I was showing him how to do something. And I haven't been really coaching like on the mat and actually getting in there for over a year. And my arm just popped. So I think I pulled something in my forearm bicep area. So I'm going to be sore for a couple of days. That's called age. I know it is. It is. And like I said, I lost my callus because usually if you just keep doing something enough, your body knows how to handle it. And it's been a full year since I touched a wrestling mat. So the body's like, what is this? This hurts. This is pain. So that's a wake up call. That's what my lungs swore at me while I was out on the road for the first time since last last summer. <laughs> it's like I got home and I could not breathe and it was just pain across. I'm like, I'm like, is this is this what a heart attack feels like? I think. <laughs> Was your left arm like numb and tingly or uh, tasting? No, no, my entire body was numb and tingly. So. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> there was lack of oxygen. Full body heart, heart attacks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm planning on uh, planning on going back to the regular gym, not just doing the stuff in the basement because it's getting old. And, you know, I'm vaccinated now. And, you know, I just got to, we just got to wait till Andy gets back in kindergarten full time. So then I can go back to a regular gym. So mm. looking forward to those days. The gym yeah. is there waiting for you. Can't wait. New gym, yeah. too, because we moved. Oh, All right. Better gym? Better gym. Cheaper gym. Oh, cool. Yes, very excited about that. Is it a Jim Kirk? Who's Jim Kirk? Oh, geez, I said <laughs> it out loud. You got me. Ah, that, reel, reel this fish in. That was Swave into Boner. Okay. <laughs> one up, up, and up, one. Dave, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Oh, the weather's been, other than the rain we had over the weekend, the weather's been really nice. Yeah, it's beautiful here today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been. Well, we had. We winds last night. You oh. didn't hear the winds last night, Dave? Oh, yeah, I heard the too. winds, but I mean, it wasn't like... Actually, no, you know what? I will say this. At one point, I thought my garage door blew open. <laughs> so I ran out to check, and I was like, no, wasn't that. So well, I, don't, I don't know how it was with JD, because he's, you know, like, you're you're in that area, but here, um, out in, you know, where I am, near the Amish, we lost power for like a couple hours last night. Yeah. I woke up to everything blinking at me. I hate that. That is the worst. No, we're well, we live in the flatlands. Like Illinois, if you want to talk about rural Illinois, I think if I squint hard, I can see to the Mississippi River. No, it's so the wind when the when it gets windy here, it'll kick up like 60, 70 mile an hour. So gotta be a little little careful yeah. about that. But but yeah, and then so I mentioned on the show not long ago that my granddaughter has cancer. She had surgery last week to remove the tumor. It went really well. They removed Yay. 90% of it. They didn't know they didn't know if they were going to be able to save her kidney and they were able to save All right. it. So That's awesome. Yeah, she's she's currently in the hospital recovering and then but but she's doing well and I take back everything I complained about. It it is nothing compared to what you've been dealing with lately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's fine. She's doing well, so I'm happy. You know, that that's what yeah. matters, so. And you know, hopefully I'll be able to see them soon, you know, but it's difficult, you know, because when they're in the hospital, no one's allowed to visit. Damn. Yeah. Pandemic. Yeah, that does suck. I mean, I hear about I hear these stories about people who who have family going for surgeries or in the hospital, and you can't you can't go in with them. That's that's rough, man. Well, even if somebody's dying these days, they, yeah. they oh, you're yeah. lucky if you get you know a FaceTime with them before. And it's horrible. 
I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about this as I get details, but a weird opportunity has fallen in my lap this week or last week. Um, Have you been talking to those Nigerian princes again? Yes. Yes. And they said they just need me to give them my bank information yeah. and they're going to give me millions of dollars. The ones that call up and tell you that they're, they, you know, they're from, they're from Denver, even though they're from Bangalore and, and that your computer has told them that you, that it has issues. No, 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 no. I might actually be making a career change. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude, no, you can't set a hook like that and not like follow um, up. I told you, Dave, male stripper is taken already. <laughs> Let's be real. There are never been enough. There are not enough male strippers in this world. There should be more. If that's what you're going to do, I support I you mean, 100%. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it was uh, just an email out of, out of the blue from a recruiter. And it was just like an interesting opportunity. And it's still in the tech field, but it would be teaching. Really? As opposed to programming. And uh, yeah, I was kind of intrigued by it. So we'll see. We'll see how anything comes of it. Interesting. But I kind of really like the idea of, of doing that, you know, and it's it's like, you know, it's like like it's a, it's a newer company and it's kind of like a training program, like a computer learning center. So not, not even quite that, you know, like companies send people to this place to learn a specific skill for like a certain amount of time. You know what I'm talking about, John, when like they want you to learn the newest reporting software, they'll send you out to a place, you know, to learn it for a couple of days. So, yeah, that kind of job. It's so, you know, it's interesting. I want to. You know, I've done this kind of stuff before, actually, at another job. So it'll be interesting. We'll see. I don't know. It's, it's It just fell in my lap, and I was like, ooh, I kind of like that idea. That sounds intriguing. Good luck. Yes. You know, got to keep moving forward. Woo! All right. So, guys, uh, a lot of people kept uh, – actually, I, I swear, and I'm not kidding. A couple of people that are fans of the show that I talked to said, what are you guys going to talk about now that WandaVision's gone? For real. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Like we thought we'd be in trouble, but, uh, but that's not happening. Now there's Falcon and Winter Soldier, so we both have, well, both well, all three of us have gotten to see both episodes that have aired so far. What do you guys think? Love it. Yeah, it's, love it, it. It's a slow burn, right? But it's a, it's a deceptive slow burn because every yeah. show is like book is like right in the middle. They they hit you over the head with this freaking amazing action sequence. That they've had two of the best action sequences I've seen in years yeah. in this show. The the opening, the opening, the opening yeah, oh my thing. god, with the with Falcon incredible. and the helicopter, yeah, yeah, it's like, it incredible. The with the squirrel suits, yes, like what a, what an amazing chase sequence. And this one too was kind of like the uh, Matrix Revolution chase scene when the with the with the semi trucks, but this was way better. Yes. It was a little bit more grounded, which is odd with super soldiers. And I love this. I love I love everything about this. What yeah. they also re- kind of revealed, like that was incredible. And then right after that, we learned that Tony Stark wasn't paying them, which is also incredible. Like, yes. like, like <laughs> seriously, they save half of the entire universe, basically. And so he was giving them free room and board if they wanted to stay at, at his compound, apparently. Yes. But he wasn't actually, he didn't have them on like Stark which is pretty shitty when you think about it. Like he wasn't on a, they weren't on Stark contracts, which is surprising. He was a billionaire. Yeah. 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 That's why, you know, or just grants. Or that's, why, that's why it's hot where Tony is. I cancel him, but he's dead. <laughs> so ironically enough, this, this show has more uh, comic book, not even winks and nods, but just straight up comic book stuff so, than WandaVision. Yeah. So I was going to hmm. say that like, well, number one, there's no, there's no mystery here, right? Like it's no. really straightforward and it definitely feels like uh 
I don't know. We said we did say it. Lethal Weapon. It does have that kind very, of feel. Very much so. I also find it fascinating. Very Captain America centric, without hugely. actually having Captain America in it. Yeah. True. <laughs> they are oh, it's take- also. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You, you're more excited it's, than me. It's hysterical. It is. There are points where I was on the floor laughing. It's it's really smartly written, and the chemistry between Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan is really, really good, which yeah. is totally – you because you need to have that. You need to have that Riggs and Murtaugh vibe to pull this off, and they, they fill the roles really well. Like, it's, it's every It's everything you could have hoped for when you first saw them in uh, Civil War. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, there's so much comic book stuff in this. It's very much like Mark Grunewald's The Best of Mark Grunewald's yeah. Captain America. Like you got your flag smashers, the power brokers, John Walker, Battlestar. I didn't see that happening. I didn't see Battlestar coming either. That was yeah. a shock. I was like, either straight up calling him Battlestar. And then to, I had a hunch this would happen, but they straight up went with Isaiah Bradley. Like yes. the truth, Captain America. Like this is like, if you love Cap, like this, this is kind of what we thought WandaVision would be with all the, <laughs> the comic bookiness of it. Like this one just goes, oh, you here, here. Look, we'll give you if we if if one of them turns into a werewolf, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> so, and there are werewolves in the. There is a werewolf in yes, the, Cap Wolf. The, yeah, Cap Wolf. That actually happened. That's the mark. Well, that's the the low point of Mark. Not, of, uh, not just Cap Wolf. Is, isn't there a bunch of the the Nightcrawlers or whatever that they, they work with Doctor Strange? Wasn't there a werewolf there too? I mean, you might be thinking of Werewolf by Night, but there was actually like a real, like, kind of an infamous story in the Mark Grunewald Captain America run where Captain America so, does, in fact, become a werewolf. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that after the werewolf run was also the one where he became a kid. I remember that one. It was only a couple issues, right? And because I remember, I remember the cover of, I think it was like, and maybe like three issues before it is the werewolf one. And then, and the only reason I know, and the only reason I'm bringing this up, because it's just a memory that popped in my head as you said it, is Rich Buckler was the artist on on that book. And when I met Rich Buckler, that was one of the stories, he, like that's one of the, my oldest books in my collection, like that I personally bought from when I was a kid and still had. And so I got him to sign it. He's like, oh, wow. He's like, I always wanted to do Captain America. And I finally got to do him. And I only got to draw him for like three pages. And then he was a kid for the rest of the book. It's funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. No, this there's a lot of there's a lot of that Mark Greenwald stuff in it. Like uh, there's a good there's my first story was the Streets of Poison run where Captain America kind of has to face the fact that he basically was on steroids. Yes, and he has to, and it's a hard bitter pill for him to swallow. And we're getting a lot of that now. We don't quite know how the power brokers are working yet, but I mean they 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 how do they say this? They regendered the Flag Smasher character. Yeah. Like it's a woman, which is fine. She's yeah. Insane, you know, no big deal. And she's she was actually in Solo. You guys remember? She was the the girl. At the, was it Solo or was it Star Wars? She might have been. The, I forget. Now I Are you talking about Erin Kellyman? I think so. Yeah, that's her the, name. The the redhead with the freckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, that's she's uh, she's one of the most noticeable actresses I've seen in a long time. Very noticeable. She's, she's got a very, in, very cool look. Yes. Yeah, and she's she's and not a look that they normally cast for. No, but no. but she's a good actress. She's been yes. in Raised by Wolves, Les Miserables. Sounds Don't like forget John the drug. Let's see. Guys, Life, Falcon guys, and Soldier. What? She's 22. She's going to be insane. Oh, yeah. God. She's going to be good. She's going to be huge. Like, she was either in, I forget. I don't know. I'm not going to search my She's either in Solo or in. She's in Solo. Last, she is in Solo. I thought so. Yeah. So she's. Yeah, one, solo. Yeah. She was Enfy's Nest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's very, I don't know, man. I dig it. There's not a lot to like pontificate about with this show because they're just kind of telling you what's happening. 
Like okay. everything's kind of on the table. I know we, we, we kind of skipped over, glossed over. What's his name? The black Captain no. America? Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. So like, okay, I don't know the story behind it, but okay. like I, I, I read a little bit and you, go ahead, go ahead. Cause that, that's the story that should be known. It's the, they basically, it was Kyle Baker, you know, an African-American writer, artist who took over and did this miniseries. I want to say like 2000 ish, something like that. And yeah. they basically, does it make sense too? Would Steve Rogers really have been the guy they tested everything on? Like, uh, so they, they basically ran to, they basically did the project rebirth original trial run. The, the beta run was essentially like the Tuskegee, the, the, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee airmen, the Tuskegee experiment, not the airmen, those, the, the experiments, they're shooting oh, syphilis yeah, yeah. into people. So they basically made it a parable for that. And, and Isaiah Bradley becomes the first captain America. You know, a little bit more not official, and it looks like they're doing that. But it looks like they're not making. It's when you listen right. to him talk, it sounded like they put him in the Korean War, and then yes, he was a yes. po. It sounded like they kind of merged him with like they're actually kind of writing him as like the post, like because you had the two post Captain Americas. You had William Nasl in the Spirit of Seventy Six and the Jeff Mace Patriot character who also became Cap yes, after yes. he got frozen. So it sounds like they went that route, but we don't know for sure yet. Also, Elijah Bradley is the kid. Elijah Bradley is Patriot, one of. The Young Avengers. Uh, yep. So they really are that's, going all. That's in this. that's. I was, gonna, I was waiting to get to that. I'm like, Sorry, Dave. Stole your thunder. Oh, no, they, no, and of course we the, got Patriot. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's the route yeah. we should have gone to get to get to that. I, I was just surprised. Like I didn't. I thought. I thought like Captain America was like they. You know, he's the only one. Then they no. lost the formula. It was gone. And Three. now there's all. They're coming out of the woodwork. Well, yeah, that that's that happens in the comic too. But I mean, like that's kind of the deal. But they. I want to know how they make it work because you're right. Erskine dies, so how do they redo the super serum, the super soldier syndrome serum? Excuse me. Serum. <laughs> after after he dies, so like we, there's a lot more to learn. I'm very interested in this. This is a lot of a lot of interesting social commentary going on in this one too that I appreciate. But you know, they're not afraid. I, to, they're not afraid but, to do stuff. But like here's this, the this, thing. Here's well, this, the thing with that. This is a, one thing. There, this is another joke. Like on on YouTube, there there is a video about you know, the Avengers needing to go out and defeat somebody. And they're like, Tony, why don't you just give us all a suit? And he's like, okay, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how you do. And they, of course, they destroy everything. What if all the Avengers had the super soldier serum? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them have superpowers anyway, so they really, really need it. Well, yeah, but, but why know. not? I mean, you know. Well, if, if they if, had, that's the thing is they, well, because <laughs> they basically would all be juice junkies, which actually, there yeah. is, there is a story about that. Oh, where right. they do do that. Like, this is the power broker thing where the power broker does that. He lets everybody have the powers and chaos reigns. And that's a bad thing. That's what makes Captain America special is that he has it and, you know, uses it responsibly where the, the vast right. majority of people wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. The guy Steve. who would jump on a grenade. So Exactly. And not just with his helmet. Did you catch right, that line? I, when, yes. he said, when, he, when he said that line, I'm like, yeah, but he, but he did it and was ready to die. That was the difference. And that's, and that's, and like my wife was watching me the second time through. She's like, I don't like him. He's so, his, there's just his face. Yeah, he's so, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's and it's great casting too. Like he's so insufferable. Like he hasn't done anything like, like bad, but he's just, he's insufferable. Yes. You know, yeah. it's great. But, but, that's what he's supposed to be. Exactly. It's supposed to be that way. The U.S. agent is completely insufferable. So Nobody he becomes a bad him. guy. No, he's no, a good no. guy. He's just a just, dick. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> like he's everything Captain America. He's um, like, he's like, if, if like, if you made like a super, like if, if Cap was created in the Reagan era, you know, with that type of a mentality, we'd be a little bit more of a, uh, is, I don't want to get into this, but like, it's just different. Like he's just, he's from a different era. 
Like he's not the nostalgia bomb that Steve is. Was he Reagan or or Nixon? No, he's Reagan. No, Nixon was the nomad era. Yes, this is yes, the yes. this is the captain era. Yes, yes, yes. Where they did this, they, it's the same basic story. Right. It's the um, same. They, they redid that story. What I was going to say about the social commentary: two yes. things. Number one, I appreciate how they're doing it. They're not yeah, too. in your face with it. No, they're doing like just that that simple little thing when they're going th- they're going to see Elijah and or Isaiah. And the little kid's there, and he's like, oh, it's Black Falcon. And he's like, Black Falcon? It's just Falcon. You know, like, just little things like that, you know. Um, I liked, I liked it, too. I like the thing with the, the cops, and, like, you know, I like how people uh, treat him differently until they realize he's the Falcon. Like, that's a great, that's great social yes, commentary. That, that like, made me angry. It like, should. It's supposed I, to. I, like, I know, you know. I know. It's, it's just there on like, purpose. Gods, you know, yeah, but it's it's so fitting, man. I know, like, and it and it happens in real life. Like that was just that that wasn't fantasy. That's that's like life on the street. Apparently, you know? one of the thing I like about this show is how they're handling the blip, right? Because we saw like in Spider Man, they kind of made a joke about it, yeah. Right, Wandavision, it became more of like a uh, look at the look at the peril of the immediate af- the immediate aftermath of the blip. This show, it's like looking at the socioeconomic impact of it. Which yes. is something that I don't think has been explored, and the people who don't which, like it, which it extends the argument that maybe Thanos had a point. I mean, of course, uh, like uh, any villain, any good villain, you can sit there and go, "Okay, you have a point," but the way you go about it, right, is kind of but, dick, dickish. Yes, eliminating. <laughs> you might be right. We might be better if half if if we were smaller, resources could be spread more. But killing half the population is too far. You know, yes. like. Like that's a good villain where you can sit there and say, oh, "Okay, but," <laughs> like, "All right." However, you but, know. But 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 the other thing is like it. It's not that he had a point in this case. It's that they were gone for five years. Society had moved on. Mm-hmm. Society reconfigured itself for handling that those people, and all of a sudden, all these uh, you know the other half of of the populace came back. So it's like, you know, it, it's like the, the that one scene in uh, the opening scene with Photon in uh, in WandaVision, yeah. right? It's just all, all of a sudden all these people are like, well, what happens if somebody's in a hospital bed and then somebody appears laying on top of them because that's where they were yep. at, before the blue. It's like, you know. I love I love that they're like, they care more about the people that were gone than the people that were here. And that's a great motivation for like a terrorist uprising. Like it makes sense. That's very... That's very much something that people can go again. Once again, you go okay, but you the know. only thing they haven't addressed with the blip, and we kind of just danced around it here for a second, is half the population was gone, right? Mm-hmm. And that for five years, not for a minute, not for you know a year, five years. So the world would have adjusted. To That's that. what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah but th- they haven't really dealt with now that everyone's back. Are we struggling really bad for? Well, they, they mentioned they mentioned that there was there's some kind of agency that's dealing with repatriating yeah. people, bring you know uh, re-enabling their social security number. They mentioned this literally. They did no, but I'm talking about just pure resources in in general. For five years, farms were producing half of what they were. That's producing. what I that's what I meant. When yeah. you know society yeah. reconfigured itself for that number of people, and all of a sudden they got double again. Right, and they're they're dealing. We're getting little hints to that because now, like, that's the whole thing of these flag smashes. There's not enough resources to go around, and like, the people are like, the focus is on the the one those that were gone, not those that were here, and they're upset about that. And they're it's understandable, but I don't. But I think we can all agree, setting up the new world order, it's not the way to solve it. Yeah, no, 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 you know. No. 
so it's interesting, man. There's a lot. There's there is a lot going on. There's just not as. And I think we all have the Water Division battle scars where we're not going to like. What does no. this mean? <laughs> so, no. and then, there is one Mephisto. Other thing. It's all Mephisto. <laughs> there is one other thing I want to talk about, and it's the. I'm going to put this in quotes. Controversy around the show a little bit. There's a controversy. Why? It's not a real controversy, but I've seen a lot of people complain about Sam giving up the shield. Well, that's the impetus of the story. Exactly. And, <laughs> like we don't have a story if it doesn't happen. And it and it makes sense. Like he okay he wasn't ready for it. Like and and they were probably. I mean, again, they they kind of they kind of allude to this that they were telling him, you know, Sam, we'll, we'll just, you know, the the shield should, you know, stay as a symbol. We're going to put put it away in the museum, whatever. Then, and they were basically telling him that so they could take it. Yeah. Well, Sam believed it too. Sam thought there's only one Captain America, and there only should be one Captain America yeah. until he's seen what they do with it. Now it's now it's a matter of well, God, look look at the look what we've done. What I like about this is something that people ignore. People say they go, that guy's written out of character. It's like, yeah, no, because something we talk about in drama, writing drama, is that you have to the characters have to make mistakes. Right. Right. A lot of a lot of foundation of drama is like this guy screwed up. And now you have to like deal with the consequences of the script. Sam screwed up. Sam made a huge mistake that really jumpstarts a big part of the story. And now we have to deal with the fallout. Like that's not bad writing. That's good writing. And the other, and, the other part of the hero story is, okay, he made a mistake. Now, now what? Yeah. Now how does he so, handle it? Does he step I, I, so, up? Does he, mm-hmm. does he rise above I it? I don't remember, but I don't think he, he like jumped on the chance to take the shield in the comic book either. I don't think so. I mean, I don't recall. I think there, I have to go back and read. Cause this is like, Kind of when I was checking out of Marvel, yeah, not because not because of this, but like this was just because of other things, right. a lot of things. Infinity mostly, I just didn't. Uh, it was it was story. way too many. It was uh, way too uh, much of it at the same time. Too many like, events after event after. Event. It was event yeah. after event after event, and they rebooted like ten characters at once, and I just yeah. was like, uh, what's going on at DC? Yeah, but like, I'm pretty sure I, he like same kind of thing. He I think so. Really, because going back to an argument we made a couple weeks ago on the show, Falcon's a character in his own already. Yeah. He's already a hero. He doesn't mm-hmm. need the shield to be, you know, <clears throat> he doesn't need a mental pass to him. It, or, or on the other side, again, I hate making this argument, but I love Bu- Brubaker's run. Bucky makes more sense. I think they both, I mean, it depends on, it depends on because the, from what I've been told, the Sam run on Captain America is very good. And I have no qualm with either of them taking the shield in a temporary guy, in a temporary way like yeah. steve rogers is this is the problem of dealing with these properties is steve rogers is captain america but it's hard to make that work in a long going like what do we do from here especially when chris evans don't want to play him anymore like what do you do and that's it's tricky to because they're not going to do this in the comics they're not going to take steve rogers off the plate no you yeah. know they're not going to kill tony stark either like you can do that in the movies well we're seeing how you do it in the movies, but it's harder to do it in the comics. But D- Dave does well, you have, can do it in Dave, the comics and bring them back. I, yeah, I, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I hate to say this, Dave does have a point. Now, he like, yeah, you're right. Falcon has it is a superhero in his own right. Bucky is going through a redemption arc though. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't. He he's not the Winter Soldier anymore, right? I mean, he doesn't I, have an identity. That's why, to so, me, at this point in the story, it makes right. more sense that it would go to Bucky. Although he does write, it's is it? He mentioned White Wolf. I don't know what that's all about. That's or, from that's what they uh, called him in Wakanda. Wakanda he was yeah. recovering okay. in Wakanda. Like I said, I really like the Brubaker run on Cap, especially the Bucky Cap stuff. I thought it was really, really good. The stuff happened after that. You know, it's I don't know, man. It's it all just keeping the seat warm till Steve comes back, right. and that's not going to happen here. So it's like I don't know. I can get on board either way. I mean, neither of them are. That's the thing is like this whole show is going to be about is, is kind of teaching us that nobody can be Steve Rogers. 
Right. So my perfect, in my humble opinion, no one should be capped when this whole thing is done. Yeah. Personally, that's my that's my thought. I don't think they're going to quite do that though. But whatever. Yeah, it's going to be. Is Walker going to still be he should, U.S. He'll be U.S. agent when this you is think all he'll done. be U.S. agent. Yeah. Yeah. the symbol is an A, so they're setting it up to be. Oh yes, you know, like that was that's the whole thing. Like that's not Captain America's costume. That's right. US it's U.S. agent. Costume, yeah, a, a, a movie version. Yeah. Yes, and it's a really well done version of that costume. But it's he's going to be U.S. agent, and he'll have his own version of the shield and whatever just, just you know the blue to black and he's there he's know? there give yeah. him a new shield but that shield it'll probably be sam but i do i, I see more value in sam as falcon than i do in captain america because in my mind he's always going to be the second captain america but he right. is falcon hmm. but you know no one's asking me so well we we'll see we don't know what they're going to do with it because this doesn't really i mean they they play fast and loose with the original storylines right Oh yeah, and in some cases, I think they've improved them. So yeah. maybe maybe that's, they find a better way to handle it here. That's what's nice about having these comics be an IP farm is you can see what worked and what didn't, you know, because not everything yes. fires on all cylinders. Like Planet Hulk, for example, was a great story. Thor Ragnarok is better. They were able to kind of, you know, workshop it. Like, okay, this worked really well. You know, this will work really good if we do these couple things, and it did. I mean, like, it, oftentimes it works better. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm. Right, right. All it's great. Right. It's, a, it's a great show. It is, yes. And we'll all keep watching it. And uh, we hope you guys are watching it too. Did you guys get a? Uh, I got crazy Hannibal Lecter vibes with Zemo at the very end of episode two. Yes. Oh hell yeah! He's gonna be yeah yeah. Manhunter is my favorite movie, so I saw that and I was like, oh man, yes. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea where they're going it with him. Like other than oh well, he's the last one who knew something about the super soldiers, and it's like. Yeah, but are these the same people? I thought he killed them all. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So. Someone said, are we going to get the Thunderbolts out of this? And I'm like, gosh, I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Like, <sighs> I could see a Thunderbolt show. Thunderbolts is a really cool concept that's going to blow the normies away. So so out of this show, we can end up with U.S. Agent, Patriot, Thunderbolts. Yeah, lots of other things. And Who Cap- knows what else? Captain America, a new, a new Captain America Falcon of some sort. Yeah, I'm down. I I, th- I think th- I think if you do that first episode of Thunderbolts and you do that that reveal where the you know he pulls off the mask and it's Zemo and they're all villains pretending to be heroes, that's something that's never really been done in this way. That sounds crazy. That's the Thunderbolt. That's the Thunderbolts is Marvel's answer to Suicide Squad. Yes, yes. But it's not quite the same. Like Suicide Squad, they have no choice. In Thunderbolts, they have like they're they, at first they're just conning people. And yes. then at some point, some of them actually want to be heroes and Hawkeye joins. And there's this division between the, the ones that want to be good and the ones that want to keep the con going. It's a great, it's one of Busick's best books. Yeah. Oh, that would be, that would be cool. But I don't Wouldn't know if we're going to pull it I don't, off. I don't know either. But I mean, like, if anyone listens, I'd suggest yeah, Thunderbolts. All right. All right. All right. And then I just, before we get, before we take a, a break or go into social media madness or anything, we at our four-hour extravaganza last week where we watched the Snyder Cut. We actually got quite a bit of feedback on it as well, but really, I'm kind of curious. A week later, we all were raving about it, but we all did kind of say, I need to chew on this a little bit and, and see if I still feel about it coming back. So I'm kind of curious. A week later, do we still love it? we still think it's the best thing that, that they've done in, in a long time? Like, what what... Where, where are we? You want to hit this first, J.D.? Yeah. 
I wrote, I did a thing about it. I wrote about it for Combat Republic after I had the weekend to kind of boil on it and think about it. Sent me the article so I could put it on our site. Mm-hmm. I get paid. They give me money. How much you get for an article, by the way? I don't want to talk about it. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's, that's not, not appropriate. <laughs> what was I going to say? Like, don't love. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm just saying, the same I feel time. I enjoy it, but there's a lot of decisions that still make me scratch my head. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, this could easily be shorter. Like, yes. this is not the movie. And we said at the time, too, this was not the theoretical Snyder cut. This is the Snyder version of the movie ex post facto with right. hindsight. With hindsight. So it's a good redo. But this never would have been what DC would would more excuse me what Warner released into theaters, right? So it's unfair in some ways to compare it to Joss Whedon's because he wouldn't have been able to do what they did. But that being said, I I enjoyed it. I don't think I'll ever sit through it again just because it's four hours long. And was Martian Manhunter really necessary? Yes, <laughs> that <laughs> is the other thing. It was like so that's one of my I have like three things I think are are like totally for me ruined the movie now that I think about them. One was the inclusion of Martian Manhunter, especially in the scene with Martha and Lois. Lois, yeah. Because it took away from the scene when he walks out of the apartment and Martha ends up being Martian Manhunter. It was like, well, then they didn't really have that conversation. So what was the point of that scene? Yeah, and it cheapens the conversation. It absolutely does. And at some point they're going to say, hey, remember the talk we had? And Martha's going to go, no. What? And then they're immediately going to say, you know what? Maybe we should get you tested for Alzheimer's. And then he shows up at the end there just to say, like, hey, you guys did a good job. I'll help you out next time. I could have helped. I know you guys were at your wits end trying to figure out how to defeat these guys. And I have a ton of superpowers. (laughs) But, but you know, I figured y'all got this. You you had it. You had it. You were good. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it was such a, it was so tacked on. It was so needless. The whole the whole ending was so needlessly tacked. Like everything. Well, from- I, I, oh yeah. yeah. And we even said it while we we're watching. Oh it, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're like, Oh my God. end. like hmm. the epilogue, get rid of the epilogue period, which is now I want to half hour long shout out to fans on patrol and Tiffobot, who apparently doesn't like superheroes. Cause they were, I was listening to their episode where they reviewed the Snyder cut and she's complaining about the movie, except she liked the, the nightmares scene. And it was less like, so you don't like superheroes. Exactly. So you don't mm-hmm. like superheroes is what it comes down to. You want to see them as struggling. You want to yeah. see the dark side of things. You want to see Superman be evil. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, nah, sorry. That's why you have the boys. Yes. Yeah. Like Justice League shouldn't be the boys. I have issue with that scene too. They just introduced us to dark, uh, to Deathstroke. Excuse me. We yeah. just get introduced to him. And 30 seconds later, he's already working with the soup with the heroes in the future. Yes. What's the point? Like, what is the point? Like, didn't like that the the whole epilogue felt like let me set up a potential sequel here so that you know if people like it you know they'll greenlit it for me yeah Yeah, basically basically trying to pull a deadpool right trying like here's everything that you could have all you have to do is keep writing these execs that don't like me anymore so hated that part hated (laughs) so i saw an article somebody went through the the every minute of the movie there's 30 minutes of (laughs) slow-mo and 30 minute and the 30 minute epilogue so you get rid of that, you've got a three-hour movie. Easily, yeah, easily. And There's that's one. just that's just a slow-mo, too. There were probably entire scenes that could probably take, take out, right? There, were, I'll give you something. Who does Barry Allen save? Oh, it never it never said they, they it was Iris. Say, they but... never say Iris. They, you yep. don't know anything We about know it because we read the casting. <clears throat> yep. some, it's some rando. Yeah, does it really that, matter? That whole scene actually could be cut. Like, it's terrible. 
it's a knockoff, and we said at the time, it's a knockoff version of the Quicksilver stuff from X Men, and mm. not as well done. Yeah. With a hot dog. With hot dogs. <laughs> the hot dog did wind up being kind of funny at the very end, but it's still it's still needless to the story, right? That didn't make yeah. any sense. There's a couple things. So someone goes, "How did Darkseid randomly forget that's where he left the anti life equation?" I know he he, he left. Some... I told you he left automatting off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's some. How did you not know that this was the? You got your ass kicked once, and you didn't remember where it was. Like there's some. There's some like there's there's some stuff that we kind of like ooh because we know what because we know the coding right, yeah. but then when you think about it, it's like well that doesn't make a lot of sense. How you did know? he not go back in what a couple of thousand years? How, how about like how about like a year later? Yeah, you know like and how did he forget? Like there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's done for the sake of cool that's not that doesn't really make sense, yeah. but it looks great, right? And it looks great, and the emotions actually work for. You know, vast chunks of the movie, so it's okay. I still don't love the Superman stuff with it because I don't think that Zack Snyder's really good at Superman. No, he's not. So, but the fact that Superman's not in the majority of the movie actually works for the movie's benefit. It's true. Yes, you know, because yes. the fact he... that like the fact that like they didn't actually make him evil, other than in that epilogue yeah, scene God. at the end. Thank which, God. Like him being confused, I get right. Like. Someone said, I, I did hear someone say it made more sense that Batman had the idea to bring Lois Lane in. I'm like, eh. Like, no, no and, way. And there's a, that was something, no, when you look at it, I don't know, I don't know if, it, I think it's something a lot of people missed. They're trying to put the Justice League together and they're doing everything haphazardly. Yes. There's no plan until like the end and they kind of like come up with a plan to it. Because that's. That's literally part of the story. Oh, now we have a plan. Like, yes. they're, they're, I got I got that. I understand that. Someone said it takes it away from Batman. And I'm like, oh, Batman don't have to be back out all the time. Exactly. You know, I didn't I didn't mind that. I mean, I thought it was fine. It didn't bother me. There's one other thing that was bugging me that I wanted to get off my chest. How about you? Anything else that bothered you that I can think about this for a minute? We don't have dead air. How about John? I, I still feel the same way. Like, I still think it was way better than the... The, the original oh, yeah. theatrical release oh, yeah. and, it, it, and that you could cut down a lot on it and it still come out with a good movie and get rid of all of the stuff at the end and you'd be fine you'd you, and that that would be a way better movie yeah save one person that part i missed from the original that was actually one of my favorite parts of the joss whedon version is when batman looks at fast like he's overwhelmed he goes i don't know what to do and batman just says save one person Yes, because I like that. that. I miss that. In that moment, Batman becomes a leader of a yeah. team. Yes, I think I think that is the one, maybe possibly one example of a scene that didn't play out quite as well this time around. If if he, if they rearranged it because that was Joss making it was Joss. That's a Joss yeah, scene. Well, yeah, I know, but but they were. It was still another one of him making Barry Allen very very awkward. They they could do that scene a little bit better. Still have the same and have still have the the same kind of conversation yeah. and make it much more impactful. Yeah, I just liked that particular that particular exchange of dialogue. I thought it was really good and really got to the core of superheroes. Yeah, and again, yeah. I I don't I just don't think that's that's Zack Snyder's strength. Oh, and then of course, okay. So I actually did hear this today, and this was interesting. And I'll 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 I'll, I'll give kudos to the actors for this. So the scene at the end with the, the Joker and Batman. Oh, right? God, yes. The, the nightmare scene. That was filmed in Zack Snyder's yard, and they did it for free. So Zack Snyder lives in a desolate wasteland? 
<laughs> no, they put a green screen. That makes off. sense. The dissolute wasteland uh, of all they, the movies they got, is ruined. <laughs> right. They got a green screen. That makes perfect sense. I'm just making a joke. So, and they did it for free because they believed in Zack Snyder's vision and they wanted them to complete it. Where was I going with this? But the one thing I noticed, and we didn't mention this when we were watching it, in that scene with the Martian Manhunter, of course, Ben Affleck isn't as bulky as he was. And looks he, great in that scene. But and he the, also, I was to say, he also looks 10 years younger, like his hair's dyed or something. Yeah. And it was like, wait a minute. Hold on. He did He did look different in the po- in the post, the po- the final scene in the movie. Yeah. I thought he looked really good because there were some photos floating around a couple years ago of him looking kind of chunky. I thought Ben Affleck looked like, looks, looked great in that last sequence. Like he looked like chiseled again. But, but like he died, he must have dyed his hair or something. Might have right dyed his hair. Film. Might yeah. have dyed his hair. I can and, see that. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, you know, would Batman dye his hair? I don't know. I think Batman's vain enough to dye his hair. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think Bruce Wayne, like to keep up the public Playboy Bruce Wayne image. Yeah, I think that's true. I think he would have. So I'll, I'll let that slide. Shoot, there's one thing I had that I'd forgotten. Oh yeah, the so I'll say this about Zack Snyder. His cast really seems to like him. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he must be a good dude because, like you say, you get all those guys. That's illegal for them to work for. Like that's union violations. Like they mm-hmm. shouldn't be talking about that. But like the fact that they were all willing to do that. It's very cool. And and that they all banded together and kept telling yeah. everybody, you really should see the Snyder Cut, right? Right, right. When again, mm-hmm. like the, the fandom wasn't doing much to do it. Fandom was, you know, but the, mm-hmm. the fact that the actors kept pushing it led us to know, like, there was a better movie. You know, I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think it's, I think it's, I still think it's Zack Snyder's best effort with adapting comic book material. That wasn't 300. He nailed 300. But like, as far as like mainstream comic book material. Yeah. I think this was his, I think this was his best effort and the best that he could so, do with it so mm. real quick rumor mill this is total rumor people but the guy who's like the ceo at warner brothers who actually greenlit the snyder cut he's like a newer guy who is a big Zack snyder fan mm-hmm. there's a current rumor they're scouting locations for an hbo max batman show that stars ben affleck and jared leto's joker that, no that would be fine but it's not going to be zach because they've said publicly that they've moved on from Zack Snyder. Like uh, that's the public statement from the corporations. Like we're not working with him anymore. Yeah. And, and I am not a fan of Jared Leto's Joker, either one. No, I've like, yeah. he's done it twice now in two very different versions and they both suck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I don't say that very often about a performance, but I mean like this sucks because he's seen it twice and I haven't liked either. Did he get extensive laser surgery to remove <laughs> to all those all tattoos? tattoos? Yeah. I get well, the rotten teeth underneath the grill, but I hated it. I hated his performance. Yeah. Hated it. Hated it. Can't say enough bad things about it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So I think we can keep because it, it, it's not like they're going to forget about it because this everything is clearly set in the same world, right. right? I just don't think he needs to be the spearhead of it. Another rumor, rumor, rumor. Uh, Clo- what's her name? Fiona Zhang, the the leader of the Snyder Cut movement. The uh-huh. person who got all started, she's a very controversial figure, said a very a collection of very things that were very racist. Like she was kind of one of the reasons why the Snyder Cup people got their reputation. Don't like the movie. Hmm. Thought well, it was too funny. What? That's the it's her what? her Twitter feed has gone dark since the movie came out. And there the was, rumor flying around is that she didn't like it. Thought it was there, too it was too jokey. There was it was four hours and I think there were maybe five jokes in it. I'm aware there, we made we were like counting at one point. Yeah. There were less two. jokes than the original only two-hour cut. I'm aware, but Jack Snyder's films are to have no humor. There are to be no light moments. It is to be nothing but suffering. 
For you see, Sisyphus is a superhero. Okay. <laughs> so if I want to see that, I'll watch Dante's Inferno. But, you know, otherwise... <clears throat> Yeah. I mean, that's what it, that's what it was. She's like a she, that, a rumor have it because again she's gone dark on her Twitter feed and no one's. It's been the talk though is she didn't like the movie, thought it was too jokey, yeah. which I find to be delicious irony. So careful what you ask for, you might just get it. That's a great one. Yes, be careful what you want. <laughs> but I'm you know I'll be honest with you. This is a weird. This is weird circumstances to come up with this movie and for everything to have kind of happened the way it did. Cool. Let's never do this again. Not everyone who gets fired from a movie deserves a recut of their own movie. Never say never. There's now calls for the errors cut of... That ain't going to happen. Because he 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 finished his movie. He made his movie. It sucks ass. We need to move along. And embrace James Gunn, who has made a fantastic trailer for these... We'll get to that in the news. I cannot wait to talk about it. But before we do anything else, we're going to take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back. James Gunn. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, boys and girls, we are back, and we got a little bit of social media madness to do this week. All right, so back to the Snyder Cut. Of course, we 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 everyone who hasn't get go to our episode last week. It's an entire commentary track while we're watching the movie. In fact, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. It's nice to be banned. That video got so instead of a normal video like this. I just put the audio to a video track with just a picture of the for the show up to YouTube and it got blocked. That's crazy. Because you can hear parts of the movie while we're talking. And Warner Brothers is notorious for striking things down. So And that's, that's stupid. A, it's a badge of honor. It's the first time that we got blocked on uh YouTube. Thank you very much. Wow. YouTube. About yeah. time. <laughs> that was that's unbelievably stupid what they do. I mean like these companies are so quick to throw strikes against people on YouTube yeah. whatever like I don't know I don't know anyone that does this that hasn't been hit with this copyright strike so well yeah I'm all Fine. the all the reactor YouTubers that I watch like and then the the abridged guys the guys who do all the anime abridged series yeah like this is this is par for course like they will put something up and like be sitting there watching, waiting for them to get a strike so that they can start the process to get it back up because everything they do is fair use. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, no, it is fair use because we were being transformative by doing a commentary track. Yeah. So it and is it is it's not like so, it's not like somebody's gonna be able to watch the movie by just listening to it while trying to edit out our our voices over the top of it. So so how YouTube works, <laughs> I've I've learned by watching other YouTubers is their system is basically set up. If the copyright holder says they violated it, they don't even look into it. They just yep. they err on the side of the copyright holder, and then you have to appeal it and prove that you're not violating it. I and, if you're, and if your video is making any money, the guy who put the strike against you gets that money. Right. But here's the thing is that we're not big enough to monetize. So we'll just wear the strike for now as a bad runner. I, I told you this happened to me like six, seven years ago with one of, with my my movie that I had the same title as something else, and someone threw a copyright strike on it without even looking at it, mm-hmm. and I had to prove that I made this movie. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, don't worry. Like it's people people put their own like their own music that they composed on YouTube, and they get strikes from Warner Brothers Media or yeah. from the big three. Um, the music people music are people. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. The music people are the worst. So, whatever. So while we're watching the movie, we all said it. You can you can hear us falling in love with the movie as we're watching. Falling in like. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Falling in <laughs> like. Yeah, I like that. Random Randy Savage <laughs> said. 
It was funny listening to you guys be surprised by things I knew were coming. <laughs> but yes, the thing ended like Lord of the Rings. Just end already. Hashtag finish him. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. It took forever for that movie to end. <sighs> to which I replied, thanks for listening to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah for the real. epilogue kind of hurt the movie. Which to which Randy said, oh yeah, cut cut out that and the slow-mo and the movie could be could have been two hours. <sighs> I don't hate the slow-mo. I, I kind of like the slow-mo, but there was a lot of slow-mo. Yeah. Random ramblings with Rob said, "Wow, don't hurt anything more than uh, don't hurt anything more. Tie into the other movies and the glimpse of what could have been." See, or that's could the be. that's the thing is they aren't tying into any of the other movies. We've moved, like as they said in the Dark Tower, we've moved on. Right. So we're not tying. Like it's just like, well, I wanted to make this movie, but now I don't get my chance. So here's what I would have done, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, I've been here for three and a half hours." You're gonna make me listen to the Joker's soliloquy, <laughs> and 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 all the cursing and the <clears throat> very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, because uh, because Zack Snyder got to be Zack Snyder. Batman half to drop an f bomb. Yeah. Like and I hate then, that scene. Yeah, uh, and then Randy said, "Oh yeah, cut up." Oh no, no. And then responding to the the the, the slow mo, random random ramblings with Rob said, 10% of the movie was slow mo." So it's Randy said twenty four minutes, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, so end game territory." Which Randy, thank you for saying this. But superhero speakers, right? The MCU earned the right to ask for a three-hour film without hesitation. Yeah. And then, of course, Rob said, "This is true. You're absolutely right." So I'm not going to go through the whole conversation. It's up on Twitter. Gets very giffy after that. But... It got, exactly. It gets kind of fun and giffy after that. But yes. So yes, they earned it. And sorry, Jet Zach. The other thing was we had. I kind of asked our audience what they thought of Jared Leto's return as Joker. And Jay Cliff said, Leto got crapped on for his Joker in Suicide Squad. For good reason. But he had to work within the confines of the script and had to follow Heath Ledger's Academy Award winning Joker. It absolutely had to be completely different. Like Heath had to be different than Jack Nicholson. Yes, it was different. It was terrible. Mm. That is a big difference. And then Jason Gould... Goodling said, still a crap joker. Agreed, Jace, my man. <laughs> yes. He's the worst part of the whole movie. It is. It is. It, it kind of mm-hmm. like, it, it brings you down at that point. Mm-hmm. He shows up. And that whole Terrible. conversation doesn't make sense. So me. needless. It doesn't even feel like a Batman Joker conversation in my opinion. Oh, it's, no, I've done it. We're good. Mm. All right, moving on. Of course, we talked about Batgirl and Zatanna. Zatanna coming to HBO Max. Tonic Mole is saving the world. <laughs> said. Old. De- depends on the casting and writing. Yes. Yes, it uh, does. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, basically that, that, how it works. Every, isn't that with everything? <laughs> yes. Uh, every film ever made has largely depended on the casting and the writing. <laughs> Shadow Walker said, hope Batgirl and Zatanna series will be done like Young Justice. I don't think it will because they're not animated. They're live action. Yeah. And SWO Productions said, I'm here for this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious. I want to see what they do. And then, of course. Ah, here we go. Yeah. Our good friend Timothy Jones finally chimed in, uh, <sighs> said, this looks cool, but I'm not sure why they put these two particular characters together. Maybe Batgirl kicks the crap out of the, the villain. Satanus says, uh, solves them in half. Tim, these are different projects. Yes. Yeah. Tim, 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 Tim. 
Sour grapes. To, Sour I, grapes. And you actually listened to the show. <laughs> I was about to say, Tim, you listened to the show. Megapodtastic said, I'm all in for both. L. Fair not. Live a nerd. A day a nerd. Low, live a, a nerd. nerd. Die a die nerd. Die a nerd. Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry, AJ. I know we are getting a Zantana series, which I am super excited. I always want to explore the magical nature with comic books, shows, and movies. Well said. I did not. Batgirl was confirmed. I did not know Batgirl was confirmed, but it is the great news to the get a Batman movie and a spinoff series with a better series than a better, better. I think it's a joke. Oh my god! Than a better. The cheeky cheese said, what "I up, want up, to. Up, I want to be. Does that count? I'm guessing they. She wants to be Batgirl or Zatanna. Sure. Why not? And Who doesn't? <clears throat> I know. I do. Can you see me in fishnets, guys? Uh, no, thank God. You have to drink that vision out of my head now. Thank you. Joseph Adorno said the Batgirl movie will likely premiere in theaters and HBO Max simultaneously. I don't know if that's accurate. I think we need to see where the rest of the year. I think we're in a weird. Well, speaking of that stuff, the day and date with with movies. I don't know if that lasts into the new year because there's a lot of film people that aren't happy about it. But we yeah. got to see where we are. I don't know. That's something I want to revisit. When we actually, because this probably won't happen for another year and a half, two years, right? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So That's the whole I want to see where I want to see where we are, but it's intriguing. It's possible. I mean, they just announced the project, so they're probably not coming out this year. So yeah, and they made it sound like they're they're HBO Max series, not that these are movies. So. Yeah, yeah, and that makes I a think difference as well. It does. I I'll be honest with you. I like seeing what Disney has done. I think I like series better if they're going to be like this. Well, as, we, as long as as I mean, you're talking DC. It depends on how much how much they put into it and if they get a good writer, right? I think, yes, you're 100% right. It all depends on the showrunner. But it sure seems like they're – because I think this HBO stuff has been a success. So I think they're going to – I think they'll go all in, especially seeing what did, the success Disney is having with the Marvel stuff. So That's the comic book fan in you? Yes, it is. To, to have, break your, your story up into multiple pieces to, to stretch it out and be longer and more fulfilling. I'm also a film guy, so – you know, I, exactly. I should be more divided in this, but I really like the way these superhero things are coming out, are coming out like the, this. I think it's more satisfying. The people who count the money over at Disney and, and I'm not, Brothers. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, they, they're they like, no, no, get it in the theater to as many eyes as possible. So, yeah. I do, I do wonder if we'll ever know if this, if this grand experiment that is the Snyder Cut has made money. You know, Hollywood accountants can make anything work or not work, so... I don't know if we'll ever know if this works. Creative Hollywood accounting. It is. I mean, like it's it all has it. But I mean, just like, did this work? I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that. Yeah. So all right. Move along. Let's move along. That is all the social media <laughs> madness. But now and and I have to apologize. I have fell behind on this polls again. I'm going to get back on it this week. But we have our first round from our nerd madness this year. We have the results. We're going to start off with comics here. And we had Thor versus the, the Don Cates Thor versus the Power Rangers TMT crossover. I know you guys are looking at the results, but did you have a guess at who won before you got there? Thor was the number um, one seed, so I was leaning into Thor. Yeah. Yes. So Thor takes it at 70.5% to Power Rangers 29.5%. Uh, Gorilla Brain Podcast said... I'm going to say Power Rangers, even though I have not read either. So, Fair enough. Let's move on real quick. we got movies. Your favorite category there, JD. 
Surprising. Like one night in Miami had the victory, but it was a little bit closer than I expected it to be. Noah Holmes was a little bit of a, a little bit of more of a fan I, favorite yeah, than I expected. Yeah. I mean, that shocks me a lot too. It's so, such a weird year I, for movies. I wonder if our audience, our Twitter audience doesn't, wasn't quite up to date on that one. Cause it was a, an Amazon exclusive and it doesn't quite skew to what our Twitter followers are into, you know, by, by and by. So I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to see how it's going to perform in the later rounds. Yes. So, of course, yeah. One Night in Miami takes it to Nola Holmes at 53.3% to 46.7. Let's let's now go to... Did I wait? I you, you linked it wrong. <clears throat> yeah, you linked it wrong. Okay. I'm really I, sad about the Nola Holmes, though. I really like that one. She was my eight seed. Sorry, man. So we put we put comics in here twice. So I had to find the other one. While you yeah, find, you left out anime, Dave. While, hmm, while you while what. you look for anime, I will pick up the slack with with TV. Okay, okay, fine. So in the first round of TV, Wansa Vision, as Dave wrote, defeated <laughs> defeated Animaniacs sixty eight percent to thirty one percent. I'll be honest, I, this is a little bit closer than I thought. I mean, like, granted, sixty eight percent is the vast majority of people, but Animaniacs had a lot more votes than i was expecting especially with what a pop culture event wandavision turned into by the end so animaniacs you know they they have nothing to look bad on i you know i think so but i think there's i mean especially with people who follow us they probably fit more into our age brackets so they're big animaniacs fans for sure i love i mean i love the show you know We've yes. watched the we've watched the new season twice already at my house. Yeah, there, there's a heavy nostalgia fact, uh, heavy. factor with that. So, mm-hmm. so again, a, a valiant effort from Animaniacs, mm. and oh. which was a great which was a great show. As I stretch time, <laughs> as Dave continues to search for the all anime right, results. All right, here we go. He, he lost go. anime on purpose. Damn it! <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. So, I, I, which is funny because I know I had to tweet up. I don't know why I linked the wrong one. So we had Attack on Titan. Versus, so I'm a spider. So what? Is that the actual title? Yeah, yeah. That's the whole title. Because <laughs> you know, with anime, it could be twenty uh, things long. True, um, true. Uh, you guys can't see the result. Who do you think won, John? Oh, I'm thinking know. Attack on Titan. How about you, JD? I'll go with Spider just to be different. Oh, okay. Well, Attack on Titan takes it at seventy-two point seven percent. To twenty seven point three percent. I mean that that doesn't Attack on Titan is huge. I know a lot of people and and it, it. this is season four. They've had three seasons to grow. I think I think the more people get into so I'm a spider, that will climb up the ranks. It is one and, of the bet best isekais out there. And and a uh, a beloved manga, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. The manga is getting traction too. Like they're feeding off. I mean that that's the way it works. You put out a light novel, then you adapt it into a manga, or vice versa. But after that, you get your anime. And then, like that, feeds in back into the light novel and the and the manga. So, yeah, cool. You have All no right. idea what I just said. <laughs> nope, not I, a clue. I, I know what a manga <laughs> is, and I know what a, what an anime is. So, yeah, I get it. All right, you can't leave out the light novels. So, <laughs> so that's round. That is our first four matchups. We will have a lot more next week to discuss the results of. But on that note, if you want to know how you can be part of social media madness, or Follow us on Twitter so you can vote in these polls for Nerd Madness. Here's our good friend D-Square to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, 
You can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network includes great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Alright, thank you, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerd Podcast. Available on YouTube, wherever podcasts are available. Hmm. And tell them Superhero Speak sent you. Because, you know, I don't know. Because why not? Because why not? Yeah. We're good, guys. (laughs) Sometimes. On that note, we're going to take our second commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, guys. There is not a lot of news. There's a couple. There's one that you missed, too, that'll that'll drop onto you in a minute. I'll tag you in it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Well, first, let's get to the thing that JD wants to talk about. (laughs) More than anything else on the planet, more toilet jokes in it than I thought I could stand in a superhero movie uh, trailer. And that, of course, is The Suicide Squad uh, released the trailer this week. Okay. John Cena is, in fact, wearing a toilet thing on his head. So it's fair team. <laughs> then there's toilet paper on the shoe of... of We're talking about James Gunn. And then, Ooh. of course, we saw Boomerang stepped in something. Uh, I was trying to scrape it off his shoe with a boomerang. So, yeah, like... I don't know. James has got some kind of weird obsession, and he could probably could get away with it in this movie. <laughs> so, how many dicks would you eat for liberty? Oh my god, I can't Much believe that. Like the peacekeeper eat. said, all the dicks. <laughs> oh my god, dude! John Cena is gonna. This is movie is going to make John Cena a gigantic star. I think so. The passion that he said that with, it's like I've heard him deliver bad dialogue for years, and to hear him rattle this off with such conviction lets me know that he is perfect and i can't wait to see that what the max tv show is going to be like with him yeah i mean that's right they gave him a they gave him a, a, a spinoff before speaking, the movie even came out speaking of charisma him and adrius alba he are speaking of you know bouncing off each other well it seemed like him and him and adrius alba had some good uh, banter back and forth and that's going to be fun to watch yes so you know it looks good i, I you know i have one issue with it king shark i don't i just don't get the look of King Shark in this. King looks, Shark is a giant shark. No, I get who King, King Shark, shark is. King Shark is a shark. But he looks better on the CW. They wanted, the if it's funny, they, they wanted him not to look cute. So they, they went out of their way to make him look as ugly as possible. Hmm. They said they went with small eyes, small head, big body. Like they designed him opposite that they designed Rocket and Groot in trying to not make something cute. I get they, that. They didn't want him proportional. Yeah. But he looks. What, what I'm getting at is he looks fake. Hmm. I thought so. Yeah, yes, I mean, like a half know, man, half shark looks fake. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought mean, it was. I don't. I don't. Didn't bother <laughs> me as like I. I don't know. I can see. I can't say you're wrong. I mean, like it clearly looks like animation, but 
It didn't. It didn't bug me. And I almost feel like they did that so they can get away with him like eating people. Possibly. They might have softened it a little bit for that. Yeah. Did you see? And this is not a spoiler. Did you see the giant Starro at the end? Oh of it? Like, yeah. I mean, this is gonna. This. This is just. You know, the, I've got like multiple categories that I like to put these kinds of movies in. And like, if I want, if I want to like feed my inner geek, like, well, I then mean, it's then it's Marvel. But this kind of movie is gonna feed my inner fun demon. Like, yeah. this is just like I don't care if it makes any sense. It looks like it's just gonna be awesome. The guy's like, we got a kaiju, and I'm like, in a DC movie, you're <laughs> saying that? Like, what? This is yeah. everything Zack Snyder is not. Yeah, right? like yeah. this is the anti Zack, which is what the Suicide Squad should be. Right? Right, right, it should be the anti Justice League, and that's exactly what I get. The vibe I get from this, like my three big takeaways: one, John Cena, amazing; two, oh my god, Starro; three, the most perfect, like in the most James Gunn moment possible with the soundtrack, the use of Steely Dan's "Dirty Work." Oh yeah, <laughs> so James Gunn, so fitting. Like yep. it, it's fitting. I think I, even Harley Quinn's going to do good in this. Like who's good? I finally saw. I liked her in Birds of Prey. She's mm. ne- I liked her in the original Suicide Squad. Yeah, she is never the problem. No, mm. no, no, she's she not. Is, she embodies Harley Quinn perfectly with some competent direction and good writing. We're gonna be great with her. And they have Sylvester Stallone playing King Shark. I rest my case. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that's that. When they're, they're like going to rescue her, <laughs> like climbing up the building, and she yeah. walks out. Yeah. Like, I could go back here to in. rescue me. Yeah, we had a plan and everything. I, I could go back in. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, it's so that it's is so Harley Quinn. It's so Harley Quinn. It's probably the most Harley Quinn thing I think I've seen just for a quick moment in this in that we've seen in these movies. Mm. Yeah. Right? It's that fourth world, like kind of that's not fourth world, fourth wall, kind of silly. Like she should be like their equivalent to Deadpool, right? Yeah. And like I finally I'm starting to feel that finally. So great. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Can't wait. Uh I can't wait to see John Cena eat all the dicks. Oh, uh, with passion. With passion. You uh, won't see him because he's John Cena. All right, all right. Moving on, more DC <laughs> news. We got some casting news for the upcoming Black Adam movie. Pierce Bronson, James Bond himself, is going to play Dr. Fate. What do we think about this, guys? Jeff's kiss. Mwah. Really? I love it. With okay. what Pierce Bronson looks like now, he's totally Kent Nelson. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I get, yeah. Like, adore. I absolutely adore this. I I heard this idea and I went, well, that's the most comic. Like, aside from Rock is Black Adam, which is really that works. Like, this is the most in line with the comic I've seen from this casting. And he'll have the the yeah, like he's Pierce Brosnan is really good at deadpan, like yes. deadpan straight man. So yes, and he'll have a lot oh, of great yeah. one liners, but he can also bring gravitas because Doctor Fate is a character that has gravitas. Yeah. Big I, fan. I, yeah, yeah. Let's start. I'm trying to think of like hmm. that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, Doctor Fate, you know, heavy character gravitas. It's got to be like, but he's also a dude. Message, that, his message has to go through with weight, you know. And yeah. it's like, well, because he's, also, he's speaking as part of a god, right? And he's also a dude walking around as a giant helmet. So there's got to be so, some moments for humor in that, you know. But I'm trying to. I, I don't know. I'm thinking James Bond. But that's that's just the thing. Pierce Brosnan isn't just James Bond. He's done right. a lot of movies. He's really good. Again, he's like really good at playing. Like, I don't know. The only other movie I saw him the, in was was that that thief movie where it kind of felt like he was playing a different Thomas movie. Crown Affair. That's it. Thomas mm. Crown Affair. One of the few uh, movies that was better than the, that's a remake better than the original. 
Yes. Hmm. But it still felt like he was playing James Bond late. I don't know. I mean, I have seen like he's okay. He's great in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot that he plays the father in that. He's the father. He's the he's the other guy. The he's other the, guy, the stepfather. The yeah. Yes. So he's talented. He was Remington Steele, who was like comedy James Bond, right? Like <clears throat> he's he's going to do a really good job in this. He's a Rem- very talented actor. Remington right. Steele was the reason why he got to be he James, James Bond, Bond yep. because there was a, I mean, that was another you know totally fan based like dude you we need another james bond here's pierce brosman white here what's the problem yeah Yeah. couldn't do it till this contract was up like yeah yeah, it's and he got to he was also the most like silly he was the silliest james bond next to roger moore right so yeah he can do he can do a little tongue-in-cheek stuff what you're gonna have to do is dr fate like and he's not really james bond anymore because he's old so Mm. Like it's, True. I think this is, I think this is going to work out really, really well. And also, did you guys see that uh, Times Square erupted and they did, they announced the, uh, the release of the Dr. Fate mo- of the Black Adam movie. Rock put something on his social medias that looked really neat. Oh, I, I didn't see that. I thought I tagged you in it. Let me. Oh, wait, wait. But he like, they took over Times Square with all the yeah. electronic yeah. Uh, billboards. Yes. And it looked awesome. July 20. Let me make sure I got this right. Yeah. July 29th, 2022. The movie comes out. It's next year. Yes. A little bit more of a Justice Society movie, too, than I expected, which I'm good with, by the way. That's the best version of Black Adam, so. Yeah, yeah. Also, in speaking of casting news, we did get the cast for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series finally revealed, and they will begin production in April. So, obviously, this is a done deal, I think. Can you imagine the amount of money they're spending on this, given that cast? It's a good cast, man. Ian McGregor, obviously, is coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen, big surprise, back as Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. Like we, I don't even know what time frame this takes place in. Like, how do you tell the story? Is it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Hayden Christensen can actually act better than a lacquered board this time. He was really good in Shattered Glass, so I'm gonna give. I mean, like Lucas does not draw good performances out of people. He you never think has. that was just all direction? No, no. I really do, because Natalie Portman's not good in those movies, and Natalie Portman is a True. great actress. Yeah, you know, well, Ewan McGregor's barely passable in those movies because he's doing an impression of Sir Alec Guinness. Like, I mean, what? Well, yeah, go ahead. No, it's like performances uh, really aren't Lucas's thing. Yeah, because because I mean, like it, in all of geekdom, there are there are several memes that are like almost timeless now, and I like sand or I hate sand is one of them, right? Yes, yes. Like it was just that's not him. Like I, that's I know bad yeah. writing. Like mm. that's just not what Lucas did. Like so, I'm curious. This is going to be a chance for him to kind of silence some critics, and he hasn't done a lot of acting lately, so I don't know what to expect. Well, he was in Birds of Prey. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. It's not a lot of that. Because he was so good, you didn't connect. But I mean, like, it's it's still like, he still hasn't done a lot of acting, you know? It's not like he's been consistently working the last 15 years. Also joining is Moses Ingram, Joel Egerton, Bonnie Pisces. Bonnie Peace. She was actually... I believe she played Aunt Beru in Attack in the, the Phantom and uh, blah, blah, what's the last one? Revenge of the Sith. She was actually a focus of the uh, this one pick it up. She was a focus of the what the heck were they called? What are they? Nexium called documentary. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. But, what? Oh, but the next right. she she was Aunt Beru. Yeah, she was Aunt Beru. She was she is uh, her and her husband actually directed I think they directed the documentary about leaving the Nexium cult, and they're the ones that exposed what oh. they were doing. Like she's yes. actually got some like like street cred. So I'm excited um, to see her get back in acting. Wow. Kamal. I always say. His name. I think it's Kamal Najani. Najani. Yes. Okay. 
a Rupert friend, O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jackson Jr. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Sung uh, Kang, Simon. Simone. Uh, Simone. Oh, my God. See? Kessel. Kessel. And why don't you just read it? And <laughs> Benny Safdie. Yes. Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., the young Ice Cube, played his father in Straight oh, Outta Compton. And, and Straight Outta Compton. That's yes. right. He's good. He is really good. I'm very excited. Like, he's starting to get cool roles and stuff like that. Like, I'm very, very thrilled by that. So so we got a cast. We got a production start of April next month. So, yeah. I mean, this is happening, guys. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to... Like, do you, do you cast Hayden Christensen and just put him underneath the helmet? I don't he know. Because he's not that big. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, it's got to be flashbacks. It's flashbacks like, to a... But he's like 40 now. Well, the aging. That's true. Do you, know, you realize how much money they're I mean, going to spend Disney. on this cast? That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's I stand Disney corrected. And they, and they have the Marvel technologies yeah. at their fingertips. Um, which, they, which they're getting they, better and better at it. They did it with Luke with Mark Hamill, so you're right. They they should lend it to DC for mustaches. No, they shouldn't lend it to DC for <laughs> mustaches. We should never be in that situation again. Yeah, no, no, true. No. Do you know it would much easier for Paramount just to give him a fake mustache than it would have been to do all that, but whatever. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know why... Paramount was such just being a dick. Yeah, they just you know like dicks on a beach, like dicks know. on a beach. <laughs> that might be the episode title, by the way. Uh, dicks on a beach. The downloads, beach. the downloads might go down next week, but you know. <laughs> but we eat them all for liberty. Uh, oh boy! And there we go, blocked on YouTube again. No, demonetized. No. Well, no, there's yeah. worse stuff than that on YouTube. Got to get monetized before you get demonetized, my friend. This is so. True. Are we? Are we? Are we excited for this? I am to this point with Black Widow like I was at with the New Mutants. I meant, <laughs> I meant Obi-Wan. I haven't switched over oh, to Black Widow yet. I don't know enough yet. Yeah. How about you? We'll, see, we'll see how they handle it. I want to see um, a trailer. I, I, think, I think with how they've handled Mandalorian, I have good hope. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's see a trailer. It's, it's like J.D. said before. It's all it's all the showrunner, right? It's all the writing. Yeah. It really is. Really comes out. Well, the showrunner and the writing, right? I, I, mean, I think it's a solid and, cast. And so, CS is good. Like for especially for a show cast, it's a better. I think it's a better cast than we have with Mandalorian. To be quite frank, hmm. yeah, and it's actually a fairly large cast. Yes, it is. Do we know how many episodes this is going to be? Have they said that? No, I don't hmm. think they have. Very um, curious. When are we supposed to get this? When is it supposed to premiere? Begin production in April. So, yeah. So, I mean, you're you're, you're looking next year. So next year. Hmm. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. You know, special effects and all that. Okay. And then finally, though, G, uh, JD's got one more story. We got official news about Black Widow. It will be coming out this summer. And it will be coming out simulcast on Disney Plus again for 30 bucks, like they did with Mulan. So for the Premium Plus, you have to spend the extra money to see it. See, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay for Mulan. But I did pay for Raya and The Last Dragon. And Black Widow, I would definitely so, pay for. This is the this is the move that a lot of people said. Why didn't they do this the first time around with Black Widow? Why did they do it with Milan? Why was that the experiment? And they made it sound like, uh oh, did we lose JD? We lost JD. Why did they? Okay, so we'll keep going. He'll, I'm sure he'll be back soon. Why did you know? And then they were saying that Milan wasn't as successful as they wanted it to be. Well, there were Milan had a lot of problems. Did In what sense? The storyline, the storyline was was hacked to pieces. Oh yeah, no, no, no. But I, I mean, mean, not the. But the idea was they were ex- just the name itself. They were hoping 
right get people but to you but buy but, it. but word of mouth killed it like you know and the ratings i mean it was just it was it was it was kind of horrible compared to the original anime the the, the storyline was hacked to the point where it was almost unrecognizable you know they, it didn't right. help it didn't hold the same gravity it didn't hold the same emotional weight that the original did it didn't make yes. much sense compared to the original and the original was a cartoon. So like, well, I, it, I, I, I didn't understand the whole, like, uh, we're not going to have mystical creatures like uh, uh, Bufu or Mushu in it. But we'll throw a witch in, right. We'll throw a witch in that turns into a phoenix and all right. this. Like, wait, and, and, but, but the, you know, but there was whole, the whole thing, like in the original, there was the, the, was it the montage of her learning how to be a soldier? Like she went from not knowing anything to learning how to fight and deal with the men and all that. In this one, she's got like super key, like you know she yeah. she's she's floating around like a Dragon Ball Z character right off the bat. There there's no there's no struggle there, right? Right. She just you know it's it, it was it was just you know it depends. Like like I said, for there there he is, he's coming back. So I I, I again it comes down to showrunner writing and all that, and the writing on writing. Uh, the writing on the writing on suck. suck. I can okay. hear myself now. Yeah. Oh, I there we go. Through. No, you're back. Okay. So we, we were talking. No, I, I can hear. I'm, I'm good now. I can't hear myself. So, yeah, we were just talking. Mulan sucked, but Raya and the Last Dragon was awesome and and beautiful, and that was well worth paying thirty bucks, even and though I live alone. We got into this line of of talking because the idea was I heard Mulan didn't make as much money as they thought, so why are they doing this with Black Widow now? Hmm. So. You know, think, Black Widow can hear us or not. No. I can hear you guys. I got remember how John was saying wind power got knocked out by, by fast winds. Uh-huh. That's what happened. I'm on my phone right now and I'm waiting to get reconnected to my computer. So I'm waiting for the Wi Fi to boot back up. Okay. And I didn't uh-huh. want to leave. I didn't want to leave you guys. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think Black Widow is well given. See, this this is another thing where like oh he's gone. <laughs> Just this week. <laughs> Oh, I'll wait for a second. Let's uh, wait for him to come back. Mother Nature, she's she's a bitch. A fickle one, yes. JD, JD Crockett. You John. know you say you say that, but I used to watch that every morning in black and white at five a.m. Right after I watched the Star Spangled Banner bring the the channel back on. How how old are you? Fifty. <laughs> when I was when I was five, six, and seven, I would I would get up at five a.m. And crawl down with my blanket and lay on the couch and turn on the TV and watch the original Mickey Mouse Club, Davy Crockett. There were a few others like Daniel Boone, st- stuff, stuff that like, oh, the original Lassie, you know, all black and think, white stuff. I don't think I saw the original Mickey Mouse Club. I do remember what you call it, the Davy Crockett. And- <laughs> the hell did I just come in on? We, we've switched we're talking to about talking old. about old timey things. Oh. <laughs> About Daniel Boone now? Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, you know, Matt Anthony so, Wayne or, or um, Davy Crockett, because I said the uh, JD JD Crockett. Okay. Ah. So as I was saying, we could pick right back up. Basically, they're offering a Black Widow for thirty bucks on top of what you're already paying, and they're and they're well, and they're trading on the fact that the writing and and everything that Marvel's been putting out is so good. That, you know, I live, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. If I have the vaccine, I'll go, I'll go to the, 
the theater. Pennsylvania is really sucking at giving vaccines right now. So, you know, I don't know. I have no idea when, when, when Pennsylvania will get their freaking act together and I can get my vaccine. If I don't have the vaccine, I am more than willing to pay 30 bucks to see that movie. There's no way in God's green earth I'm paying $30 to see a movie on a, on a play on a platform that I already pay for. I, 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 I know, that. I know that much, I understand. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. If you were going to take your wife and son to go see this movie or your wife, you know, you're going to spend more than 30 bucks. Just on tickets. Not, well, not I, to mention the, not to mention the, well, if he, if he had a matinee, it'd probably be less. No, it's, I don't know. I, it, it tickets depends on where here, you are. <clears throat> tickets out here are like 10 bucks a piece. So. Oh, tickets around here. All right. Like, so you're, you're 20 just for the tickets. And then what about popcorn and soda? I don't think I spend that kind of money going to the movies. It's a ripoff, man. I'll sneak some M&Ms in and I'll stick a nice tea in my sock and pull it out when I get my seat. Ah, it's like I sock a, tea. It's the best am, tea on the planet. It is. Well, I'm not opening it. I'm not sucking the tea out of the sock. Like, just hiding it. Like, dude, that's the movie. Movie stuff is a ripoff. You are not wrong. But I, but I'm not paying six dollars to park my car in the parking lot. Oh, which yeah. is basically, oh, I, yeah, that's I, basically I, what Disney's saying. You park your car here already. Now give us thirty more dollars. No, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, I, I understand your argument, but I get mad when Amazon makes me buy when I get on Amazon Prime and something is not offered through Prime. They want me to pay to rent it. That frustrates right. the snots out of me. I honestly think somebody who's got a family of four. It sits there and goes, ah, I'll pay the 30 bucks and just watch it on my big screen at home. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's we're not going to, we're not going to do that. I mean, like Michelle won't go see these movies until after I've already seen them and gives them my seal of approval. Cause she's like, I don't want to waste money if I don't like it right away. She knew Endgame she was going to like right away. So that was not a question. Black right. Widow, she's sketchy on. So technically I would see it twice, but I don't, I'm not, I don't know. This one, had, I don't know if I want to see this one twice, you know? Well, and, and you, you, you have all the points you made are completely valid. But there is an extra flexibility to being able to pay 30 bucks and then wait for your bunch of friends to come to your house to watch it on your 72-inch plasma TV. Yeah, we're in the pandemic. And, and, and be able to start it and stop it whenever you need. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But if I wait another couple months, I'll get to see it like as part of my package. True. You know? Well, that's that, that's that, another couple of months. So May, so May 28th is the We've already stage. waited a year, and a, a year and a half. Now, mm. two things on that. As I said earlier, when I think you, you dropped off, like the whole thing was, did he freeze again? No, nope, he's just uh, okay. slow. <laughs> so um, okay, no, I my. <laughs> Sorry. You there? Yes. Was, what was that? This is my internet. My my frustration at the internet. We've had internet issues today with the wind. So so, so I told you the thing <laughs> when they did it with Milan, everyone was like, "Oh, Milan!" But if they'd done it with Black Widow, everyone was like, "I would have jumped on it right away." I, I'm not gonna. I'm not faulting them for trying. Like, go for it. Go make um, your money. They lost a lot of money on this. But I'm just with, not gonna do it. The other thing with Milan is they did it and then they put it on the platform, like you said, two months later for free. <laughs> and it was like, well, what was the point of that experiment? Like, because that leaked as well that they were doing that. So it was like a lot of people are like, I'll just wait. I not- think with Black Widow they're gonna do that, or do you think they would wait at least till Christmas time? If if they can wait till Christmas time, that's fine. I'm not going to pay $30 to see it. I might right. go see it by myself. And then my wife will say, cool, I will wait for it to come on the service. We, he doesn't know how cheap we are. I will wait for it to go on the service we already pay for. Like, right. I don't, I think it's asking far too much for me to pay. Th- I mean, we did that. I did that with Onward and I enjoyed the movie, but I'm not doing it again. 
Like, and right. this is asking me ten more dollars. Like, so, so again, that it depends. Like, I I just looked up. I just remembered I had a Fandango account. My God, it's been so long since I've been to the movies. And <laughs> it, it's I I just looked up like uh, Godzilla versus King Kong at like in only, one of the only. One out, one out of three movie theaters is st- is only is still open. To the other two is, are still closed right now. But this one is fourteen seventy five per seat, you know, for general admission. Yeah. So I mean, it depends on the area that you're in. Like for for me, if I if me and three friends were going to watch it, it's actually a deal, you know. If you pay for all your if your friends come over, yeah, and all yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, I don't think it's a terrible idea, and I like watching stuff from the comfort of my own home. But I'm already paying for the service; so, I shouldn't have to pay for extra access. Right? That's yeah, my yeah. that's my frustration. And I would rather go to. I have my vaccine. If I really hear good buzz about Black Widow, maybe I'll go to the movie theater to watch it on my own. Hmm. That being said, I can wait for this one. Yeah. So, John, do you have two more friends? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> My my friends are scattered all over the U.S., so it's kind of yes, like exactly. you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're going to want to watch it for the podcast, so we'll have to figure it out. I mean, I said I have no problem. If it's available at theaters by me. I feel comfortable right now. If I go to a late late night screening with, like I said, I'm vaccinated. Ten bucks for a screening. I will. I'll go sit and watch it. Okay. I'm going to grab a nice bottle of wine, make some real popcorn with real butter on it, and go down and watch it on my 52-inch TV. That's great. I ain't paying $30 for Black Widow. If this was Iron Man, maybe I'd feel different. If this yeah. was the a new X-Men movie, maybe I'd feel different. But it's Black Widow. She's already dead. A Disney X-Men movie. Disney. Not a Fox. <laughs> no, no, no. Disney. Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just... I don't know, man. I'm not... I have not been that into this from the moment we saw the trailers like it looks fine uh, but not thirty dollars fine don't you yeah. want to see how it was a scroll that got killed for the for the i can stuff? read i can <laughs> read spoilers <laughs> i have no qualm with it all right yeah well you know we're gonna we're we're gonna watch it so we'll have to figure it out all right and then jd you said you had a story that i missed no we got it we, we i plugged it in the, oh. that was the black adam thing oh okay, oh, okay. all right then all right. Well, on that note, we're going to take our last commercial break. I'm going to be back with John's favorite topic of the week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. After these messages, we'll be right back. You became a baby seal. All right, boys and girls, we're back. And we all, we're only talking about the first episode. I didn't watch all three, but Invincible mm, I did. was okay. released on Amazon and we at least all watched the first episode. Uh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, it's interesting. Love it. So so we've got another Justice League analog here. But like, they always do that. When they create a team for another book that they want to do something, it's always Justice League. You got a Batman character. You got a Superman character. You got a Wonder Woman character. It's like there's a Flash character. It's like, oh, come on. Like, can't, can't, why, just copy the Avengers for once. Oh. Uh, Justice League is more iconic than the Avengers, especially in 2003 when this scene was written. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Um, this this show might be the most faithful adaptation to a comic ever. I heard thing, there were a lot of changes to it, though. There's like, changes, but not like, not like core changes. Like, the designs are the same. Like, the characters are the same. Like, the big moments are the same. It's an adaptation. But, I mean, like, it's even more so than his other series, Walking Dead. Yeah. Like it's not it's not one to one, but it's pretty damn close. 
So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like it didn't like the first episode. There's like little things that kind of hint at a dark undertone, but nothing too bad. It's a it's a you know Superman type character who has a son on this planet with a with a regular Earth woman. He starts showing his powers. The father starts trying to teach him, get him ready. The kid's obviously anxious and wants to go out and fight crime. And then the way that it ends, I was like, what the hell? So, now you know why I, I like... Sup- Superman butchers the Justice League. Yeah. yeah. Like, Omni-Man, Omni-Man is, uh, especially in the early part of the series, Omni-Man's the villain. Like, he's, yes. he's prepping Earth for the Vulturemite invasion, which is, like, a little bit of a spoiler. But, like, they're coming to take over. And that was his job, was to weaken the defenses. And it gets gnarly. Like, it's Kirkman, and Kirkman's really big on violence. But that's Kirkman, right? This is his series, and this is... It's very Spider-Man influenced, like early Spider-Man with like the young teenage character figuring out his powers. But uh-huh. unlike Spider-Man, over the course of Invincible, you get a lot of character development. Like you get a ton of like real consequences, stuff moving, not quite in real time, but close enough to real time, right? Where he does, he, he has a child, he gets married, you know, like those kind of things right, happen right, right. with him. Like it's, it's good, man. It's really, it's good. And what I like about this, it's different than others. Like we'll talk about boys. And it's like, like I know we both didn't like the boys because we felt so pessimistic. This predates it. Like this was before we got inundated with evil Superman everywhere. And it's not about the, it's not about Omni-Man. Omni-Man disappears for large stretches. It's about this kid who now has to live with this. Like you've gotten everything you've ever wanted, all the powers in the world. Now you have to learn to deal with it. Now you have to learn your dad is the most evil person. The dad that you look up to and idolize your whole life, you find is evil. Yeah. How do you, how do you live with that? Like, and it's a, it's a really good series and it's, it makes me happy that it's as close. So like when you, when you put that message in the discord, I, I knew right away what you were, I hadn't seen the show yet, but I knew you're, right away what you were. You were for. laughing at me. Like one of those people that had, that, like you had already read the books and I was ranting about the red wedding. That's I exactly mean, what I was going to compare to. My wife laughed at the red wedding when I went, ah! <laughs> she read them and she knew it. I was like, how did this happen? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's very similar. <laughs> very, very similar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Oh my God. It's like, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm used to watch like, let's, let's face it. Some of the, some of the animated features from DC have gotten violent. pretty bad, like Batman versus TMNT. Like that was violent. Yes, it was there. Yeah. They had, they showed them cutting people's heads off. It was, mm-hmm. it was pretty damn violent, mm-hmm. but I did not expect this brains to be splattered about and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's, there's this weird thing with, with this series is because the end because this, the art style is so traditional superhero. Yeah. That the over the top violence really stings more. And that's, I think intentionally by design. And it's right. from it's from one of the animation teams that DC uses for some of their animated stuff. Yeah, and it's and and I think it's Corey Walker, the 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 original artist of the series, designed all the characters. So I mean, like, it feels like the comic book brought to life, and mm. the extreme violence. Because sometimes oh. you like to watch an anime or something like that; it's really off putting. This is like really mm. off putting because like you feel like regular cartoon, and the violence stings. But I think it I think mm. it works here. But they did make little changes like Nolan Grayson looks a lot like J.K. Simmons, who just happens to be his voice. It looks oh, like thought... J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, but he's always kind of looked like he's always had that mustache and the graying yeah. temples and stuff yeah. like that. That's always I think it. they just tweaked it just a little bit to make it look, you know. Possibly, possibly. But yeah, it's I mean it's Omniman. Like you look at him, that's clearly Omniman. Like this the designs are pretty pretty accurate. Like the breakup with Rex Blode and Adam Eve is right from the book. Like it's a lot of it's very it's they were able to condense like the first like three trades into the first three episodes, which is pretty impressive. 
And the, the voice cast too is like really good. S- Sandra O, oh, J.K. Simmons, Stephen Yoon, Zazie Beats, mm-hmm. Jillian Jacobs, Zachary Quinto, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill's in there, Seth Rogen, oh, yeah. John Hamm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it it's goes on. Michael Dorn. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Mike, Dorn. I haven't heard him in a while. I think Mark Hamill did a couple voices. I think he did. He's. I know he's the tailor, but I forget who else. He, I think he might have another. It's just Art Rosenbaum, as far as I know. But there's a dot 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 after, so he might be doing other. Yes, yeah, I say. I think he. He was like one of the villains or something in like a been. scene. Yeah, might have been. So. Yeah, like it's. What did you think, Dave? I was enjoying it right up until the last scene of the first episode, and I was just like, I don't know if I like where this is going. It's. It's dark, but I mean, like I said, it's not, it's not Omni-Man's story. It's, uh, there's an interesting character coming up the next episode. Like it's, he's basically Hellboy mixed with Columbo, Damien. Oh Darkblood. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great character. So okay. dude's investigating the murder. Cause that's like the, it's the investigating the murder is the subplot well, for the I next mean, few episodes. Know, full disclosure. Like I completely forgot about this till I was eating dinner. I was like, all right, I'll watch the first episode while I eat. And uh, so that's part of the reason why I haven't watched the other two. See, I, I get, I get what you're saying though, Dave. I understand. Like I have, I, I don't know how much of the boys I can take because it gets so dark, but like JD's saying, this isn't Omni-Man's story. It's his son's story. Mm-hmm. And that like, I, I think I can, I can take that bad things happen to him and then watch him try to deal with it and try to rise above it. That's it is. a hero's, right. that's a hero's journey. Mark does right. have hero moments and he does, he has his dark moments too. It's not as pessimistic. Like Garth Ennis clearly hates superheroes, right? That's the vibe yeah. you get from the boys. Robert Kirkman doesn't. Yes. Right. And that's why this, like it takes you six issues to get that reveal, right? You go right, six right. issues before Omni-Man kills the, the Guardians of the Globe. So they really lull you into a false sense of security in the book. Here, they, it's a great cliffhanger for episode one. Perfectly, I love, I like the adjustment they made there. This, um, because the te- like Kirkman gets dark. Kirkman can get pessimistic sometimes, but I think that you can tell he loves superheroes. He's just putting his own stamp on it. This is clearly superheroes from the guy that also created The Walking Dead. Right, I mean, hmm. but they did a good job of making you like Omni Man. Yeah, that's why it's that's why it works because you're shocked when it happens. Yes. Well, and, like, he, and and his son has having all the normal boy problems. Abs- that you, yeah, absolutely. They're super relatable. Super relatable. And like, it's not like Homelander. Homelander's a like he's a dick from moment one. You know yeah. you don't like him. So like when he does stuff, you're like, hey, he's a piece of shit. When Omni Man does that, you're you're jaw dropped because you think it's so out of nowhere until you find out this is what he's been doing the entire time. And the the presence of his son's powers has ushered this next step. Now he has to take this next step. And right? he looked regretful yeah. almost when he said, there's a like, good, there's a good arc with him. Like you could go villain and then they try to, then they redeem him a little bit later on. Like it's very, it's very complicated. And what's nice about this story is it's one writer, one artist, the entire, well, there's two artists, but I mean like the, the second, like Corey, Ryan Otley comes on like issue six. So it's basically one writer, one artist, the entire runs. You get this unified story. Right, yeah. that comes from one like or two creative minds, and it's it, the show is doing a really good job embracing it so far. I'm, I, have, mm. I have high hopes for where this goes from here. Yeah, because I'm I'm interested to see like Adam Eve where what she does because look like she's gonna have an entire arc just to herself. Yep, you know she's the probably the second most important character, and she's series. power. Like I read, yes, she's she incredible. She's a matter manipulator. She's basically, like, Phoenix without the baggage. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she should have been able to like repel that alien invasion just by herself. Well, they're kids and they don't really know what they're doing. 
right? So that's kind of the thing you learn too, is that these are these are super powerful people, but they they're the the guard the guardians club they're thrust into having to pick up the slack for the for the Justice League essentially. It's like the team it's basically the Teen Titans become all that's left if the Justice League dies. And they're like not quite ready for the moment. Yeah. Right. So that's a big part of the series is, is having adulthood thrust upon you when you're not ready. Yeah. And, like I said, and, I, I I like it a lot. Yeah. And I I won't like I won't spoil it for Dave, but the end, you saw all three mm-hmm. episodes, right? So the end of of episode three, that was kind of a, wait, what's going on? What else is going on here? So like this, the, it, like I said, I, I, I think I'll be able to handle this because I'm really interested to see what happens in the next episode. I want to see the rest of it because it's not like, you know, the, I, I, I know I'm going to get something like I'm going to watch somebody become a hero. Yeah. It's, of- it's dark and it tries to be, I don't want to say realistic cause that's not true, but it tries to give a more maybe accurate depiction of what superhero life would be like. Cause yeah. it would be violent. Right. It would be like, and they, what I like is like people die, but they, you feel it right. Mm-hmm. Like Mark crying over the old woman that died. Like, you know, trying to save everyone. That's very, that's more Superman than the actual Superman and Man of Steel. <laughs> no kidding. You know, yeah. like there is. You never see Snyder Superman do that. <laughs> no, there's weight. I like there's weight to the actions, right? And you feel the chaos. It feels like war, you know? Yeah. And like, it's, it's a very different presentation of superheroes, but you don't ever feel like Kirkman hates superheroes. Mm. No, right? no, 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 definitely. Like he, they're all well-written. And, and like I said, you care for Omni-Man. Yeah as a father trying to raise a kid with powers and give the next two episodes a shot. Cause that, you didn't really even get a chance to meet the supporting cast. Yeah. Right. Cause the supporting cast makes a big difference in them. And like when you yeah. meet his, his friends, anatomy specifically. And they have some really interesting heroes with really interesting powers. Yeah. You know, like this is, this is very imaginative. I, I like it. The, the one thing I'm kind of set about is Zachary Quinto is, is typecast as this emotionless guy. <laughs> wait, like, hey, John. Yeah. Wait. Well, I, I know I, I heard about that, but it's just like Zachary Quinto playing the robot a little on the nose. Right. But who, else, <laughs> like, who better, like yeah. who better to play him? You know, like it's yeah. perfect yeah. casting is for robot or, or no. what is, what's his name? He played in heroes is like just the emotionless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's well, like I said, it's good casting from everybody. I I like the series. I haven't read the books in probably ooh, close to a decade, so I'm way behind because I would get the big old omnibuses, and there's like ten of them, and I left off at six, so I need to play catch up. And this makes me want to play catch up to see how how Mark's story actually ended because the book ended in 2018. Yeah, so it's like 16 years. They had like one. Like how often does that happen? You have one creative team telling one story for 16 years. I mean, other than Eric Larson, who did both on Savage Dragon. You know, it I takes can't planning. Plan. And that's, yeah, that's, a question. That, that's a good question. Like, since it's a story that ended, are they, they're not going to tell the whole story in one season, right? No, think, no, yeah. no, it's impossible. Yeah. They'll get them. Yeah. They're going to get a good chunk into it. Just looking at the cast, because I, I read who's on the cast, they're going to get further along than I thought they would. So they're streamlining a lot of stuff because, you know, decompression of comic books. But like, right. there's a lot to, there's a lot going on, man. And did you mention Savage Dragon? Yeah, I did mention like, Savage Dragon. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, yeah, he's, but that's, that's one, one guy. Yeah, I, I heard I heard that he in, in the books he appeared at the funeral and wasn't in here. Well, um, that's but, that's a that's a rights thing and like, you know, the right. image in 2003 is a lot different than image in in 2011 or 20, yeah. 20, 2021. So So it depends on who is the rights cuz there there's a lot of other people in image, a lot of other characters there's, in image that can There's there's crossover, like there's some early there's some crossover with some of the other 
image characters like super patriot showed up and like there's they get away from that as the series goes along and it really just becomes kirkman's thing like that was just something they did and gosh i think that's issue seven of hmm. this of the book i have to look back on it but yeah they just they steered away that's that's you just couldn't do it hey eric can we use your character for one episode yeah that wasn't gonna happen oh okay yeah well, no, no wonder, no wonder it's such a coherent story. They weren't being forced into crossovers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think they do participate in the one, the Image United crossover. But I mean, that's like the one that's you know that was nine two thousand twelve, I think. So I mean, hmm. like, but yeah, it, it's it's a good it's a good book. I have to finish it. I haven't finished it, but the stuff I read, I I really enjoyed, and it seems like the show is really capturing the spirit of it. And part of it is the horror of of war, quite frankly. Yeah, I can I can feel that. No, because <laughs> the violence is so shocking. So so yeah, I mean that's I guess we're all gonna continue watching it. Sounds like. What do you think of the method of? Because I've I've not been a big boys fan, so I've not really experienced this. I think because we've seen the shows where you just they drop the whole thing and you watch it at your own speed. We've seen mm-hmm. Disney go back to the old school model of one episode a week, and Amazon's kind of somewhere in between with the three. Mm-hmm. Which do you guys prefer? I like being able to binge everything because it's, but this, this might just be the way my brain works. It's like Mm -hmm. easier for me to watch everything in one go because it, you know, I I can get the full emotional impact and I don't have to sit there every week trying to remember. Cause I, I, my problem is I follow so many different and anime um, series, so many different series on TV that, you know, you get mixed up with some of the details. You start to forget things, even even over a week. So, you know, I, I being able to watch one one thing in one go, you know, it's it's I I find it more fun. Um, but you know, I get why they want to go week to week because they're they're starting to get into the stream wars now, where they're trying to keep people paying for their their sh- their service from month to month instead of you know instead of having somebody sign up and then drop it the next month. I think that. As a as a TV watcher and a user of social media, I kind of prefer the week to week. And one of the reasons is, is like, because I would binge the the Netflix shows when they came out, the, the the Marvel Netflix shows, and it was like, but you had to find time to be able to watch it, you know, in one sitting over the weekend or whatever, and you had to avoid social media because you know there were spoilers out there. Where now it's like, number one, I think people have gotten a little more better at it. But it's also like Falcon Winter Soldier comes out. And yeah, there's people who jump on it at midnight or whatever and watch it right away. But like, it's only one episode. It's not the whole show being spoiled if I, if I you know, don't watch it till later that night or something. I kind of agree with you. I think that having done the binge thing with like Stranger Things and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I found that by the end of number three, I was like ready to be done. Whereas when I watch these weekly releases, I'm ready for the next one immediately and I have to wait. Right. Right. And then time is really tough for me. And I really enjoy the what we had going with with WandaVision and now Welcome Winter Soldier, where, you know, we get that one episode and everyone's talking about it. And it gives, I feel like there's impetus for me to come back. Now, I feel like that for this one, too. I think this is similar to that. Like, I think and it's, again, closer to comics. You yeah. know, this feels like I read three issues. Like I, like I, I let three issues stack up and then I caught up all of them, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to just reading a bunch. I don't think I like. Like in retrospect, I don't think I like binging. Like, I don't think that's my preferred way of consuming media. See, I think we, that's what this has taught me. D- does it also have to do with the fact that, like, like you've got a family and Possible. that can interrupt a binge and all that? So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, it was really hard for me. It took me forever to watch Stranger Things season three. 
right? Yeah. Where I was trying to, like, I was trying to to fit it all in. I felt like if that had been maybe this way, where I just get one episode a week, I feel like I can devote an hour easier than I can devote right. several blocks of time. Yeah. You know, and, so and I, you can't get spoiled on it if nobody else has seen it either. So. Right, where you don't have to feel like, yeah, and it, that, that's tricky. And I don't, I don't mind spoilers that much. Like it's again, it's better if you don't have them. Like it's again, like I look back, I look forward to eight. Like I know it didn't end well, but I really love Game of Thrones. Right, that was yeah. one of my favorite TV experiences possibly ever. And part of the fun of it was like week to week, and then it would go away for a long, for long stretches of time, and it came back. It felt like an event again. Mm. Right. And I think that uh, for me, I think I just, I don't like binging as much. Cause like, if it's all there, I feel like I don't have, I don't have the reason to take it all in. I feel like I have more time to, to watch it. And then what winds up happening is other things interfere with life. And I, I don't wind up watching it all, you know? All right. That makes sense. Like I said, for, as for me, it's just probably because of the way my brain works and the fact that I live alone and, you know, that I can go downstairs and watch it on my 52-inch screen and the cats can't get downstairs to bug me. <laughs> so, you know. You don't well, watch TV with your cats? No, I do. Well, in the morning, oh. you know, they'll curl up next to me on the couch up here. But <laughs> when I go downstairs, downstairs is a no-cat zone. So, <laughs> uh-huh. My dogs are too old to jump on the couch, but when they used to, they enjoyed watching TV with us. Hmm. So, yeah, I just wondered, I mean, because like we have so many different because both the major the major networks are like challenging the way we consume this content. So yes. I was wondering which way we're preferring. Like Netflix is uh, Netflix and Disney are clearly the polar opposites and Amazon Prime is somewhere in the middle. So I just I don't know. I just wonder what you guys thought about it. Yeah, I'm digging the week to week. Really yeah, me am. too. I am because I'm so, like fr- like this Friday. I'm like, OK, so, OK, Winter Soldier first. And on Saturday, I'm going to watch Invincible. Like, I don't feel like that as much. Like, that was some fun that I looked forward to as a kid. Like yes. when I would think about TV, like what I was going to watch this weekend, it's, we haven't had that in so long. So this is kind of fun again. I kind of wonder what you think, talking to the audience. Oh. Um, I thought my cat was back. Okay. I thought the kid snuck into the room. <laughs> Do you guys prefer binging or week to week? Let us or know purging. In the comments. Or purging. Let us know in the comments down below or over <laughs> on social media. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think we put a pin in it for this week. So let's go around. Do you guys have any recommendations for our audience? John, you got to look on your face like. No, no, in, invincible. Like I would say okay. invincible. Like I got really excited about this. And now, you know, like, now, I mean. You and evil Superman. I get it. No, I just, I just want to see this. I, this is good. I want to watch this kid triumph. I want to watch him stand up. It's going to be cool. I think. Evil Superman works if he's not the main character. I'm, right. And if it's not Superman. Yes. Right. That's the key to evil Superman. Right, Can right. actually be Superman. Yeah. Right, like right, Bright Brightburn was was really hard to watch. You know, I haven't seen that as much as that's Gunn too. And I love I preface my love for James Gunn, but like I thought I said, Whoa, what a great concept for a horror movie. I love it. I, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's that is just straight up Superman. Like he's even the Kryptonian language is even there. Like I can't do it. Like I can't. I don't know. Yeah. So, so JD, do you recommend not watching that? Not watching Brightburn? I haven't, so I can't say you should or shouldn't watch it. Oh, okay. What do I think? Come visit my new website, jdoliva.com. My books are all available there. It's uh, we're beta testing. I'm figuring things out. That's all I got. I haven't, like I said, this was a slow week for me. I was working a lot. So, other than Falcon, Winter Soldier, and and Invincible, which we just spent the last two hours talking about, can't think of anything. Cool. All right. Well, I. We'll recommend you head on over to superheroespeak.com where you can check out the podcast every week. 
interviews by our good friend D Square. There's actually two going up this week. Ooh, who do you interview? Not interview review. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> two interviewed reviews, himself. <laughs> two comic reviews going up this week, and I will I'll echo John and say check out Invincible because I think it's pretty good. Uh, also, make sure you're watching Falcon Winter Soldier. It's really and, good. And, and check out JD's website because uh, he's got a lot of good uh, books for you to read and uh, lots of good ways to kill John. Available yes. on all platforms. You can on my website. You can buy from Amazon. You can buy from Apple. You can buy from Kobo. You can buy from Barnes and Noble. It's, it's ubiquitous <laughs> like that. <laughs> and on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening or watching. Don't let you get me caught in the door. Have a good week. <laughs>